Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. When you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about your out-of-pocket costs. That can be a lot of money. But are your bills accurate? Well, it's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. HealthLock can help you. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. So to save, visit HealthLock.com today. That's HealthLock.com today. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Thinking sideways. Information is not complete. It's a mystery. Short stories of things we simply don't know the answers to. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Thinking Sideways. This one's a shorty. A bonus episode. Bonus. We haven't done one of these in a while. It's been a while, yeah. yeah sorry about that. We'll, we'll try to be better about that. We won't, though. <laughs> no, we're lazy. Yeah, we are. Um, if you're joining us for the first time, I'm Devin, joined by... Steve. And Joe. And we're going to talk about the Vela incident today. Ooh, this is one of the scarier ones. <laughs> well, not really. Because <laughs> no, it's in space where nobody can hear you scream? Well, shh, shh, don't remind me. Don't remind me. Yeah. <laughs> so there was um, this cosmonaut. No, so, okay. Do you guys remember the Cold War? Yeah. That I've thing, read about it. It lasted like 20 years. Uh, a little longer than that. Uh, it was about 20 years. It's, it's, actually, this is interesting. Yeah, was... Historians are like very hotly debate how long it lasted. Yeah, well, they, I mean, they definitely there was there was a really cold, cold part of it. And then there it was, it was like 1945 up to like the 70s. And then there was detente. And then... And then things kind of went downhill again with Afghanistan and stuff. And mm-hmm. then it finally sort of kind of threw it out. out. Yeah. yeah, communism kind of like threw in the towel in 1989 when yeah. the Soviet Union fell. Yeah. Hopefully I got that date right. <laughs> so one of the things that happened in, in this thing. The Cold War. The Cold War. 
in the middle of it, really, was that in 1963, there was a signing of what is officially called the Treaty Banning Nuclear Weapon Tests in the Atmosphere in Outer Space and Underwater, which is more often referred to as the Partial Test Ban Treaty, which, as you can understand, you, you would call it something shorter. Oh, yeah. Obviously. Mm-hmm. Kind of makes sense. Who wants to call it all that yeah. stuff? Yeah, the thing about uh, testing weapons in the atmosphere and in outer space, if you're testing in outer space, well, you fry a lot of satellites with the MP. Mm-hmm. So it, it really is a practical good yeah. thing to do. Basically, it said that no nation could test detonate nuclear weapons except for underground. Mm-hmm. Got it. Pretty straightforward. Build a bunker, right? blow it up. Yeah, pretty much. In order to help enforce this, because uh, the world's police is, of course, the United States. Team America. Team America. The USA built a number of satellites as part of Project Vela. They called it the Vela Hotel part of the project. That was the satellites building. And there were four satellites, I think, in all. Um, you mean you mean four models of four models of satellites? Oh yeah, right? sorry, yeah. not yeah. just four. They they put they total. put four of them to yeah. watch yeah. the entire world. Yeah, that yeah. makes sense, right? No, actually, they put a bunch of these things up. They did. They put a whole mess of them up. Uh, Vela five A and B, and then Vela six A and B. So basically, they built these things. The pictures are pretty cool. They built these things together, and they would launch them together. These models, um, and then they would detach in space and kind of float away from Go each their other. separate way. They were, yeah. what, kind of a tetrahedron shape? Kind of, yeah. yeah. yeah and then it was they, really interesting. Yeah, and then they deployed four solar panels. And, oh, um, yeah, it was and, all solar panels, pretty around. much. They built them originally to have, like, an 18-month shelf life, and but, you know, they lasted a lot longer Way than longer that. Way longer than that, yeah. yeah. It's because that's back when they built things to actually last. Yeah. Well, they still do for space, but... Well, yeah, I was just saying, my DVD different. player is not yeah. that way. No, but no. it's not getting launched into space, so it's... So it might, know. actually, the way it's acting. Yeah. <laughs> speaking of that, yeah, speaking of things that last, we've got a space probe that's approaching Pluto now. Are you keeping your eye on that? Uh, a little bit. Yeah, we've got a probe in the next in July. It's yeah. going to be swinging by Pluto. Now, that so, thing's been out there for years, and it's still tooting along, so... Yep. Uh, Keep your it. eyes open for our next episode on Pluto. Pluto's probe. Yeah, is Pluto a planet? Is it? I don't know. We'll find yeah. out. Anyways, the Vela Hotel satellites monitored for X-rays, neutrons, and gamma rays. And over the 26-year lifespan of the Vela Hotel project, they correctly identified dozens of nuclear detonations, which is a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Especially since there was like a treaty against it. Nobody was supposed to be doing it. Well, let's be honest. Treaties are there to keep the people who want to follow the rules in line. It's kind of like the locks on your car. You really shouldn't have to lock your car door, Mm. but you do because some people break the rules and get into your car to take things that aren't theirs. That's fair. People break the rules. That's what they're there for. Fair. Treaties are, are, you know, they're only followed to the extent that people think it's in their interest to follow them. Well, there's one reason. Hard to enforce. Yeah. We use treaties. But the test ban treaties have actually been, you know, mostly successful. Yeah. Let's talk about September 22nd of 1979. Okay. Okay. All right. Great. Uh, one of the Vela Hotel satellites detected what's called a double flash in a 3,000-mile radius around the Prince Edward Islands off the coast of Antarctica. Hey, guess what island 
by the way. Fun uh, fact. Guess I what know. island is in Bouvet? that cluster? Bouvet. Yeah. 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 So obviously it was the aliens coming back from their ship. <laughs> uh, well, and I think you need to clarify because a 3,000 mile radius that to some people is going to sound like this satellite sucks, but that's because we're used to very accurate GPS satellites and things mm -hmm. like that today. Yeah. It wasn't, I mean, we got to remember this was in 79. Yeah. It was built in the, mm -hmm. the late seven or early 70s. Mm -hmm wasn't a super accurate thing they're also well, monitoring huge swaths it wasn't you know it was kind of one of those this is my patch and oh something happened in my patch guys yeah. come check it out so yep. what would happen in this situation is air force jets would be deployed they had sensors on them to pick up the kind of particle materials and things like that that fallout. you would fall out yeah exactly that's that's how inaccurate they were and that was to verify the area that it might have been. Mm, yeah, and another reason they're so inaccurate is uh, is that their 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 orbit was really high. They were like yeah. beyond a geosynchronous oh, yeah. orbit. They were seventy three thousand miles up. Yeah, which is a third of the way to the moon. Uh, so the Earth at that point is kind of you know, pretty small. Kind of small. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, their focused yeah. cone of viewing is a huge, huge area. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the interesting thing about this particular satellite, too, is this satellite was actually kind of officially retired. Yeah, and we'll get to that, actually. Yeah. Yeah. It's a relevant point. It is. It absolutely is. So the, just for people who don't know, a double flash is caused because there's the initial fireball that happens after a nuclear detonation, and then there's the shockwave after it, and it's the, the those two light anomalies cause the double flash. So there's the first, like, really fast one, and then a slower burn one. Yeah, yeah if you've ever watched the, the oh, any of the films of nuclear, nukes going off, you'll see the one-two flash. Mm -hmm. It's fair. If you've ever seen an image of it, it's, yeah, it's, it's clear what it's it is. It's super distinct. Yeah. yeah. But in case you haven't, there I'm sure there are people in this world who haven't. They are lucky. Mm -hmm. According to the DIA, nothing was found when the jets deployed to go say, hey, let's sense all this fallout and, and figure out who might be responsible for this sort of thing. The official line is that it actually wasn't a nuclear detonation, that it was something else entirely. And there are some good explanations. Yeah, there, there absolutely are. But I do want to quickly point out, we're going to go into theories in a second, but before we do that, I want to say that even though the official line is, nope, nope, nothing nothing to see here, nothing happened here. Please move along, ma'am. There was an official list compiled of who could have been responsible for the detonation. It, I mean, it was, it was submitted into the official report about this. It was like, this definitely wasn't a detonation, but if it was, this is who might have done it. To be fair, the reason the list was assembled is... Because when they initially detected the flash, they presumed that it was a nuclear device that had gone off. So the first course of action is who could have done it. It wasn't until later after the committees were assembled and all the other theories were put out there. So that's just so people know why this list was assembled. Makes sense. Trumping on my fun. All right. Stomp, stomp, stomp. Theories? Yeah. yeah. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's assume it's an actual nuclear detonation, right? Yeah, and it wasn't right. the chupacabra. And it wasn't the chupacabra. So <laughs> he who didn't could just have done it? do it. Yeah, who could have done it? That's a good question. So here's the list: uh, Israel, South Africa, an Israeli South African effort or alliance, which, uh, according to a reporter who I couldn't ever find the name of, I'm sure it exists somewhere, but. According to this reporter, the Israeli-South African Joint Force did deploy two ships with a whole lot of, quote, Israeli military men and nuclear experts, unquote, on it to kind of the Prince Albert Island area 
pretty close to around the time that this flash, double flash, was detected. Well, I know back in those days there was a lot of co- military cooperation between yeah. Israel and South Africa. That's so. true. The This theory would further go that the U.S. would also try to help cover up an Israeli test like this to kind of help cover the international profile of kind of a controversial um, alliance between the U.S. and Israel. Mm-hmm. Wait, wait, wait. Why is it? Why is it? Okay, so I got, I understand the Israeli-South African alliance because they're both, they're kind of the bad kids on the block. They've got all kinds of sanctions against them. So, of course, they team up. But how do the Americans play into that? Well, they're, well Israel is our ally. Yeah, and so. But not, and so, not at that time. No, we were yeah, allies. Were they? We've we been were, their allies yeah. forever. Yeah, but yeah. it was but but Jimmy Carter at the time was pushing non-proliferation efforts. Okay, that's he, Okay, yeah. that's where I got the, you know, the we're going to work together because everybody else hates us idea. Yeah, okay. But yeah, the uh, but yeah, I think that that's one of the theories out there and I'm I'm not getting ahead of it is that uh, that would have forced us to take a position on Israel developing nuclear weapons even though we knew they had been doing so for quite some time. Mm-hmm. But in we'd have technically, mm-hmm. we we're not we don't approve of that kind of activity. So that would have you know it's better to just pretend like this didn't even exist because that would have put us potentially put us at odds with our ally. Got it. Yeah. Okay. And to, I guess to piggyback on that a little bit, in 2010, it was reported that apparently on February 27th, 1980, President Jimmy Carter wrote in his diary because apparently that's a thing we have access to. Quote, we have a growing belief among our scientists that the Israelis did, in fact, conduct a nuclear test explosion in the ocean near the southern end of Africa. This is alleged. I couldn't. I only read this in one place. I couldn't verify it. But it's interesting if it's true. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's some backing up proof about the well, I, I will put out the one thing about South Africa is that when the South African government switched over after, you know, anti-apartheid and all that, all their stuff came out. And it wasn't till three months after this that they were were at nuclear capability, according to their official documentation. I understand it's their official documentation. Yeah, but also if it was an alliance, it wouldn't. If it was, well, uh, yeah, but but uh, one of your one of, well, your second bullet point was South Africa. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I'm just I'm putting that out there yeah. just for that. Oh sure, because no, yes. it, it just caught up with me. It's <laughs> generally believed that yeah they didn't quite at that weren't quite at that point but of course they would want to they would want to participate in this. Oh yeah. The mm-hmm. past, you know, They'd want to see that funding mission yeah. Plenty yeah. of learning opportunities. Yeah. So there's got to be more I'm su- I'm sure there's more suspects here though. Oh, of course there are. Oh, of course. One is obvious I'm not even going to go into the reasons why it could have been uh, is the Soviet Union. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like that's pretty clear. That's, uh... uh India apparently did have their own nuclear testing program at that point they codenamed it smiling buddha Uh uh-huh nice name (laughs) that seems very at odds with what the buddha is all about yeah i um i personally doubt this one because i think if the indians were going to touch up a test nuke they would do it in pakistan yeah i agree so yeah Yeah, Yeah, but they do they do apparently have a pretty documented history of conducting unauthorized trials of nuclear explosions and detonations so it's possible it could have been them. I don't know why they would have done it so far away, yeah. but sure, I guess. Okay. Why not? Uh, Pakistan, because, of course, we would say Pakistan did it. 
Yeah, huh? <laughs> but I'm just going to reverse my India theory there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's fair. Yeah. Uh, France, because the Prince Edward Islands, many of them are owned by France, so it could have been done on French soil, which somehow Well, no, but means... France did their own nuclear test, but they always did it off their own soil on some of these, you know, out in the ocean. Yeah. So that right. that does make sense. I, I guess, kind of, yeah. Yeah. And then, but, they, um, but they usually did theirs in the, in the Pacific, right? They like did. South Pacific. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. But, it, I mean, it, it stands reason if they're going to go one place, why not go to another? Because that's super far away. Mm -hmm. Why go so far away if you can do it in your other place? Maybe I it was like, I don't have know, an answer to that. Yeah. We've killed a ton of sea life over in this part of the Pacific. Let's go kill <laughs> a bunch move. in the South Atlantic. I hate yeah. those seals. Let's <laughs> yeah, go nuke them. They're awful. Baby seals are the worst. I, and wonder, then... I wonder after they conducted some of those ocean tests, like out in the Pacific and stuff, how many are they, you know, how many miles of dead animals were you know, floating up to the surface? Yeah, that's fish. depressing. I don't want to think about it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Let's just say lots. Yeah. yeah. The yeah, shockwave, sure. God knows how many miles oh, it would God. go. Yeah. Um, and then the last one that I have on the list, which isn't on the official list, is it could have been us. The it USA? It could have been yeah. the good old USA. That oh, seems no. like something that we kind of would have done oh, and no. then covered it up. Well, yeah, but I mean, in that case, why report the, the satellite's findings at all? I think that it was a joint coalition of... It wasn't It wasn't the military that was... In control. In control, sorry, that was monitoring what was mm. coming down from the satellites. It was a group of scientists mm -hmm. who were reporting... To the military, mm -hmm. but if the scientist said, "Oh, hey, by the way, military, here's public record that says that we saw this thing happen. Better deploy." They would they be like, "Well, something. all right, I guess we'll go out there." And then you tell your guys in the jets, "Hey, I don't care what you pick up. Nothing happened." Hmm. You know, I'm not saying it's a good theory. I'm just no, saying it's, not. No, it's as not. reasonable as many of the other country theories out there for me. Okay, well, can I just do one thing about the possibility of the USA? Sure. Is you said, well, we sent the jets out to test for fallout. Yeah. One of the weird things about the, the path that they took is they weren't at the right elevation or altitude, excuse me, to be within the air currents that should have been carrying any of that fallout. They hmm. should have been much lower and instead, evidently, according to the stuff I've read, they were actually higher than they should have been. So, you know, they're going with the wind instead of against it. So, therefore, they wouldn't be picking up any of that fallout. That seems suspicious. Which is weird. Mm, but, yeah, they sent, like, a lot of planes out there, though. They, they didn't all fly in the same direction. I understand that. But, I, but you know, altitude. if you put them all at the same altitude and there's a prevailing wind in one direction or, you know, a downward. I don't know. I, I didn't go too far into it. Mm -hmm. I just remember seeing stuff about we were totally at the wrong altitude. Mm -hmm. Fair. Could be. So, next theory? Yep. Is that... It was space debris or meteorite? Mm -hmm. Like a micrometeorite? Yeah. So obviously if a meteorite bigger than your thumb hit that thing, it would just blow it to pieces. It would yeah. blow... Yeah, it would blow the satellite to pieces. But if something smaller than that, yeah. it would break up probably. And this is actually the official eval evaluation of the Office of Science Technology. It was that a small piece of space debris or a small meteorite hit the satellite, which caused particles to fly past the sensors, which caused faulty readings. That looked like the double flash. Okay, I can I can see that. Okay. The for me this answer is a little too convenient. You know I like the answers that are a little more conspiratorial or <laughs> or out there. I mean there's a bunch of stuff flying around space, right? Oh, yeah. I mean a bunch of stuff flying around space. And, and that thing had been in space for what nine years? Uh, more than that, I think. Yeah. I think it had been in for 
10, maybe? Yeah, I thought it was lost since it's 1970, but I could be wrong. It's, that's, I don't, anyway, yeah, I don't it's, yeah, I mean, there were so many of them. More, uh, more than five, right? Yeah. Somewhere yeah, around yeah, 10 years. So, yeah, after that, that amount of time, it's uh, very likely sooner or later you're going to get hit by something, some tiny little piece of debris. It seems know? like, yeah. yeah, and I guess that was the thing. I couldn't find any other reports. And again, I could have missed it. I will always allow for that. But I didn't find any other reports of a reading like this coming from space debris hitting mm-hmm. one of these... Lots and lots of satellites that were up there. Yeah, we had lots of these things up there. You would think that more than one would get pinged by a piece of junk. Yeah. We'll talk about this, actually, when we talk about the storm. But the flash was allegedly verified by a couple different sources, the double flash. But, you know, the U.S. Air Force jets that were sent to pick up chemical traces, to you know, pick up the fallout, they... They didn't find any anomalies, but like we said, yeah. again, it was the U.S. jets that were sent. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, tinfoil hat brigade. Mm. Um, the thing that piggybacks on this, I guess, is as we were talking about, this satellite was pretty dang far past its shelf life. Yeah. It was uh, Vela Hotel 6911, and it was apparently at least two years over its design lifetime. Yeah, what's interesting about, about this particular model of the satellite is the original uh, design lifetime of it was 18 months. Mm-hmm. And, and then, then they extended it out. They extended it to seven years, so yeah. it, should, it should have ended in 1977. Mm-hmm. And that's an interesting thing about it is that apparently uh, there was the impression out there that, the, that it was actually retired and no longer working. Yeah. Yeah. It seems that that's. that's well, it true. wasn't entirely working, though. Well, no, it wasn't working it wasn't quite perfectly. Totally yeah. working. Yeah. It was documented to have a faulty EMP sensor, electric magnetic pulse sensor. And uh, it did develop a fault in its recording memory, mm-hmm. which, quote, cleared itself. Uh, I know. <laughs> it took two years to clear itself. Yeah, but it cleared itself uh, in March of 1972. Pretty clever little machine. It's pretty smart. Here's the great thing about having a computer floating in space, is you can just tinker with it and tinker with it and eventually maybe get it to work. If that happens to your computer in the house, you get mad and throw it away and go get a new one. Yeah. Yep. Like, I could never imagine going, well, I haven't been able to save anything for two years, but hey, I keep using it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> So that, I mean, it's possible that the reason that it thought that this was a double flash, even if it was just space debris hitting it, was because it was faulty. And that the rest of them hadn't been as faulty for whatever reason, so they wouldn't have read, um, you know, some space debris as this double flash. Again, I don't don't know. It seems weird. And again, there's the, the stories that it's that other things picked this flash up, which yeah. leads us to another theory, which is that there was some huge freak storm and that it was, they call it a super lightning bolt. Right. Which seems... Apparently such things happen. I guess something, I, I guess it does happen, yeah. It seems like it would have had to have been giant. Do you remember the Skyquakes episode? Yeah. And we talked about the Bell Island incident briefly. Yeah. And that was supposedly a super lightning bolt situation. It's been equated to have to be essentially the same thing mm-hmm. would have happened, which is odd because they're kind of, they're in the same decade Yeah. to have two of those happen. It does seem odd. Since those are kind of one in a gazillion strikes. Yeah. Mm, well, good point. And Plus, then, oh, sorry. Uh, the lightning, super lightning strikes, do they just happen like where just 
instead of getting a bunch of lightning bolts like zigging zagging out of the sky everything every, the clouds all discharge all at once it's like one... a lightning ball right yeah i to be honest with you it's been long enough that i've done the reading on how it happened <laughs> yeah that i because we go through so much research that i don't remember exactly what it is but it is a perfect chain of events because lightning is when you've got that a perfect alignment from cloud to earth for that electricity to pass pass through in this case instead of a single line it's basically it's a cable yeah. is the only way that i can think to describe yeah. it and that's off memory and i know that's not exactly right yeah so that's a theory i guess it would explain why there was no but it seems like Jets are generally deployed quick enough. There would have been some mention of, well, it's kind of stormy down there or something. It's a 3,000 mile radius, though. I don't know. Yeah, that's fair. Jets aren't that fast. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. And then, of course, our final theory is aliens. Yeah. What were they doing? They were getting their lifeboat. (laughs) (laughs) Duh. Yeah. Yeah. And then they nuked it to cover up their footprint. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, they did. Yeah. Yeah. Or they're dropping it off. I can't remember exactly. I got to be honest. I don't remember exactly. I think the lifeboat was discovered in like the the mid 60s. Yeah, that's what I thought too. Yeah. 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 Okay, so they were picking it up. They were wiping out the evidence. Yeah. Yeah. Trying to. Or they were angry. They came back and they were like, where's our boat? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Left it here. Blow this thing up. (laughs) Yeah. Anyways, any other theories you guys have? No. No. No, I'm kind of thinking it was the um, the Israeli South African joint effort mm-hmm. myself, but and then uh, obviously we we chose not to acknowledge that. Yeah, I really publicly. just think the satellite was hosed because yeah. I don't mm. know that it ever did any reports after that. I couldn't find anything that said that it ever sent any reports after that. Yeah, I couldn't either. Which makes mm. me think, since I know it's, I think it was its uh, EMP sensor was down. It was already falling apart. I think that it just had a short circuit. I, well, it's possible, but I'm, you know, if it but it continued on in service for a little bit, a little bit more than that, you would think that if it was all all jiggy and stuff and all janky, you'd think there would have been more of these. Yeah. And, and remember, I, I mentioned that it was the the satellite was officially retired, sort of, kind of. Yeah, that's one of the things is that the um, the Israelis and the South Africans obviously would be aware of, the, of these things and where they are in orbit at any given time. And wanting to conceal their test, they chose to touch off the bomb. At a time when this satellite, which was of course not functioning supposedly, was pa- was the one satellite passing overhead. Well, and yeah, I mean, yeah. we can we can go down that rabbit hole, and we can yeah. go down the rabbit hole of there's, um, you know, there's the Soviet spy who says that he knows that it was all true, and and something mm-hmm. t- along the lines of what you're saying is happening, yeah. but we don't know. Yeah, and I'm not faulting the Israelis for for testing nuclear weapons. They live in a rough neighborhood, so mm-hmm. but. but uh, yeah, that's, I'm, that's still my favorite theory. I'm with Joe, actually. <laughs> that's my favorite theory, too. So there you yeah. go. Yeah. Um, All right. Well, geez. Okay. Solved that Shorty, mystery. Yeah. yeah. Solved it in record time. Yeah. Uh, links are on our website, thinkingsidewayspodcast.com. Facebook is a thing, you know, just search Thinking Sideways. You can join the group, uh, like the page. Lots of people there. Yep. Uh, find us on Twitter, Thinking Sideways. Uh, send us an email, thinking sideways podcast at gmail.com. We'll uh, see you next time, I guess. All right. Bye, guys. Bye bye, everybody.